Listening to the KSR Football Podcast. The Kentucky Wildcats are Belk Bowl champions. And the KSR Football Podcast, here to talk about it all Nick Roush, Drew Franklin, Freddie Maggard, Charles Walker. He's too good for us. He's busy skiing, but we don't need him. Skiing? It's not excused absence. No, not excused absence at all. Sorry, we got the Panther here. Yeah, Panther <laughs> Snake. What's up? How, how are you, Freddie? I'm good, man. Did you enjoy your time in Charlotte? I did. I like Charlotte. It's a – But there's 9,412 belks <laughs> down there. Oh. Did you count them? I did. Wow. I've it, been there everywhere. And did you see that? Too? Oh, you didn't go. Did you see it? Yeah. And it's not just like belk stores. It's like the belk highway, the belk gym, yeah. the belk theater. The oh, belk. so not just like the belk department. You tell me there's belk everything. It's like everything's named belk. No, no. It's in southeastern Kentucky, it's belks. Belks. Oh, Belks. Yeah. yeah. Belks. Kind of like the Walmarts. And Walmart. Walmarts. Walmarts. That's right. Can you turn me up a little bit, Nick? A little, yeah, little yeah, on-air yeah. producing. I can't I hear you all very well. There we go. There I we just go. had some excellent chili here at the KS Bar. Oh, we, we do a, a great chili Did you here. have it with the, the cornbread? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what yeah. really. And Jen is enjoying her. Oh. I can't say that word very well. Salmon? Salmon. 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 Just salmon. pretend the L's not there. I don't salmon. know why they put it there. Salmon. You, yeah. you, you use the L, though, probably most I of I probably right? do. Salmon. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. okay. It's yeah. there for a reason. You might as well yeah, say it. Yeah, it's good. I got a little bite of that. It's pretty good. Well, our new menu just came out, and it's we nice. completely forgot to put poke salad on there. Does it meet your standard? What? Because I was listening to KSR, and you said you studied menus. Yeah. Oh, I'm a big – well, I wrote this menu, so of course oh, it's my really? standard. Yeah, those were my words, me Good. and Chris Tomlin. But, yes, and I'm sitting here. I will be eating on the podcast, but I'll, I'll – not into the microphone. Yeah, yeah. Sneaky, I forgot sneaky, to eat today. Yeah. It's been a long day. And breaking news, Nick Roush. Breaking news? Ah! Drew Franklin is having a vegetable. Yeah. Wow. He first said he hadn't had the best one a month. <laughs> first one since – heck, probably before Thanksgiving. Pretty excited <laughs> about it. And it doesn't count as a vegetable if it's a casserole. Because, like, green bean casserole, yeah. No, I have hash actual casserole. green beans here. Okay. That I'm sure sweet potato healthy. casserole. Yeah, yeah. Is sweet potato vegetable? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's like a root, right? It's, I don't know. It's, I it's, like it. Yeah, it's very sweet. I enjoy them, but, yeah. You know what else is a vegetable? Bud Foster's defense, because Lynn <laughs> Bowden just ran all over him. Oh, my god, Ate him up. I did a deep dive into it. Well, <laughs> can I talk about that? Or is yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can. Is it out now? or? I, it will be out. Either way, we'll tease it. Yeah. If it's if it's so not out, it's going to go, be out. Go soon. and plug it. So Tyler texted me that my last post was number five forty nine. So my next post on ksr.com is five fifty five hundred fifty posts. I can't believe I read. Yeah, that. I was gonna say I can't believe you've written that many posts. Yeah, there's a lot of off season breakdowns. Yeah, Toledo so and Eastern Michigan. I wanted to do something different, you know, interesting. And man, it hit me in the, in the middle of the night. It just came to me. Why don't I do for my 550th post, 
I'm going to write about the last five minutes and 50 seconds of Lynn Bowden's career as a Kentucky Wildcat. And during that time, I broke down each play, and I got a deep dive into Virginia Tech. Thank you for playing man-to-man coverage. <laughs> Thank you for slow rushing two linebackers, rushing for defensive line and playing man-to-man coverage. Because a couple times, the tight end, uh, Justin Rigg, would do a crossing route. He would take the linebacker and the safety with him. When Bowden scrambled to the right, mm-hmm. there was nobody home because the linebacker and safety were chasing Justin Rigg on a crossing route. And then the final play, I'm telling you, man, once I got to studying that the, the – the X and O's, the schemes of both Kentucky and Virginia Tech. Bud Foster was playing checkers. Eddie Graham was playing chess. Oh, man. I'm telling you, he was dialing up some uh, – he was dialing it up, man. So, after and that's a legend that was playing no, checkers. Really? I, I watched yeah. the TV version once or twice. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. It's like – is this like I, I, I haven't I haven't listened to that like I've and whatever I've watched I watch respect. on mute. All due respect. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. but there's well, he deserves certain, everything they said about but him. But man, they they would not get out of that man coverage, and when you got a running quarterback, why? If they have to run with the receivers in man coverage, receivers run out. There's nobody Those, in that second level of of run defense. That's how Kentucky was killing them, man. Freddie and you. So you were watching from the stands, and yeah. I know on. Especially on that sixty-yard touchdown that Bowden had, yeah, you could see just the middle of the field. There was nobody in it. It's nobody. Like, it's like, oh well, that's where they're going to go. You yeah. know, I, I'm not what I did watch it live and I watched it on replay, but I didn't break it down like the last five minutes and fifty seconds. But I, <laughs> man, I would think. With a running quarterback, you would want to have a cloud coverage or a two. Your corner's <laughs> up close to the line of scrimmage. Your safety's in the middle of the field, shallow. That way you recognize run, you can go straight to it. Yeah. When like you're a man to man, you're like turning that. your back and yeah. running. Yeah. And in the touchdown, he ran Keaton Upshaw on a, on a, on a vertical route. Mm-hmm. He occupied the safety linebacker. Josh Ali's split was, was beautiful mm-hmm. on, the, on the boundary of the short side. He ran a skinny post, swim moved the cornerback wide open, and there was nobody that, to help on Ali because they were chasing down Keaton Upshaw. And they were looking it was the craziest at thing I've ever seen Ahmad morning. Wagner on that final play. Freddie, I was yeah. in the pr- – so after the play, like, I, you know, I do a little behind the scenes. You know, I, I run from the press box down the field because I want to try to get footage of what's happening. Yeah. And, you know, I'm – Kind of shocked, but also like, you know, you, you knew Bowden was going to make a big play. Yeah. And the real shock didn't hit me until about two hours later after we had done the press conference with Mark Stoops and Lynn Bowden and talked to all these players and Vince Merrill's throwing out heat, you know, they're talking <laughs> trash. Like it, it was. But when I wrote the post with their quotes about how the last play went down, I, I, I was sitting there just like, Lynn Bowden just did that. Yeah. They call a timeout. He goes to the sideline and says, Coach. We're throwing it up to Ahmad. And they said, yeah, let's do that. We're going we're gonna to run the, th- the Ahmad the wide side of the play. field. And, and Bowden, as he's walking back to the field, goes to Ali and he goes, no, you're not running a fade. You're running a post. You'll be open. Yeah. And he, he gives Wagner that stare down, and that safety is all the way over another hash. The, o- the other safety chasing Keaton uh, Upshaw. Yeah, so there's nobody there's there. Nobody. And – the other corner, he thinks it's going to be fades too, because usually that's what Kentucky do. They just yeah. do double fades, and so he's playing him wide. It was Ali just made him look. I mean, he, there was nobody around him. It, it was perfect. It was three step swim move. I'm by you touchdown. He so he calls his own number 
and then audibles out of what the coach is saying he's going to do. And, of course, it works perfectly Perfect. because that's what Lynn Bowden does. I'm just laughing at Freddie saying that they kept – you know, they got two guys chasing rig. They got eyes on Upshaw. Yeah. If you're this great defensive coordinator, you should know – Sagi's not throwing to a tight end. Let those guys run whatever they want. <laughs> that's why I'm with throwing to a tight end in my lifetime. I mean, that's why I was sitting there like, this can't be right. I mean, you know, I was thinking, I'm, I'm looking at this wrong. I'm rusty. <laughs> you know, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Because I, I had the volume turned down on the TV thing. Then I watched it again with the volume up, and they said was saying some of the same things I was thinking. I was like, Okay, thank you, man. Hey, let's go. I've been meaning to go back and watch the whole game. I, I usually do that every Monday after a game. It's just yeah. been busy. Now I'm excited to go back and watch it again. After well, I, I listen, man. Hearing I, your breakdown, because that's, to be honest, that's something I'm probably not going to see with my own eyeballs. <laughs> so now that I know to look for it, i got to go back and watch. It. I really couldn't. Well, uh, and, 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 the, and when they rush the passer, okay, Virginia Tech plays a four-two-five. Yes. Okay, so the four defensive linemen would rush. Mm-hmm. Then the two the two linebackers they did a lot of spying with those dudes. They would slow rush, meaning they're 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 kind of waiting to see what Bowman do. What Bowman do? Yeah, like on that fourth down to Josh Ali. Yeah, they're kind of waiting, waiting. As soon as he scrambled, you see two guys just running, f- running sprinting to stop him. And Freddie, I don't know about you, so I, I know you wrote about the new Kentucky football. The only time that I, I like that a lot. By the way. Yeah, Thank you, the only Thank time that I was like. Even remotely, like, oh God, what are they going to do here? I had confidence the entire game they I were going to come back and win. I did too. Except for that fourth and seven because. Oh God. Yeah, exactly. Because it's. Don't break it down if you don't want to be freaked out. Yeah, because <laughs> they played, they, they knew, like, all right, Bowden is going to try to, like, the best way for him to get this is spread us out and try to scramble. So they're like, we're going to have two dudes to make sure he cannot scramble. Right. And conventional wisdom says, hey, let's. Let's get Bowden in a run pass option. He's not good at throwing on the run. That was, was that his best pass of the year, throwing on the run? I, I don't know if you – it was completed, fourth and seven, first down, so it was a good pass. <laughs> that, that's, but Josh Alley, that play went against every football rule in the world. Throw across your body while the guy's going the other way. <laughs> well, listen, no, well, the guy shouldn't have been going the other way. On a scramble drill, you go if, – if, say, Bowden's running to the right <clears> side, to the sideline, the receivers see that he's scrambling. You go to that sideline, then you cut vertical. Mm-hmm. Josh Kelly does the bass exactly backwards opposite. of it and goes the opposite. And goes Run back, away from him. Running away from him. So then had to throw it across his body. Uh, Josh Kelly dives and catches it. Great catch. Hell of a catch. Oh, man. That was, that was the one time where that was I, play of the game. I had mm-hmm. some doubt. Yeah, but focus on the touchdown. You don't get to the that, touchdown the without the, the fourth down conversion. But, and, and again, <laughs> man to man. Double covered, goes opposite of which way that I would normally think he would go, mm-hmm. makes a diving catch, first and down. While, and also, the two dudes that are chasing Bowden almost get in the line of the pass, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those where, like, there's hands going across each other, yet Ali still catches, catches the pass. It, yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable five minutes and 50 seconds of, of my life. Of, that, was, that was so much fun breaking that down. It really, it really was. was. I was sitting in that chair you're sitting in right now watching it on that big non-screen TV. And I guess it wasn't being there, but that's as much fun as I've had just being here and how the game went. I had so much fun watching that bowl game. The, the, Normally, like we've said it on the morning show, the the first tax slayer, where'd they go? Not Gator to, Bowl. Yeah, Gator yeah bowl. tax slayer Gator I, Bowl. I yeah. didn't care about that one. I mean, it was nice to beat a bowl. I'm glad they got to that point. But I didn't care who won. We were just excited to be back at a bowl. 
then you get Northwestern Music City Bowl. I want to win, but I went up all night thinking about how excited I am to play Northwestern. But these last two, last year, of course, yeah. w- being w- what it was, and then this one, you get Virginia Tech against a legendary coordinator, and the way it was played out, and that's one I'm going to remember for a long the time. The fights beforehand. The fights and all beforehand. That. Where Lynn Bowden, uh, that guy had a little piece of food on his cheek, and he Lynn just, reached over and got it for him. Yeah, he didn't happened. want him to be on TV with a little mustard on him. Man, can I? <laughs> <laughs> what about Clink? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> with this sandwich. I, I love, too, that <laughs> what, what get point. Man, how, how funny is it? Clink scale with the chicken finger in his mouth. And Clink goes, no, it was, no, it was a, a PB&J. But so I'm going to make the <laughs> controversial stance that, like, I'm all for fights, and everything, especially if it doesn't, like, harm your team. <clears throat> like, it's one thing to be an idiot and, like, get yourself tossed from a game, but that didn't happen. In fact, it got the whole team juiced up. And uh, – if you think this is the first time there's ever been a fight on a football field, <laughs> I, I would like to show you the film of that that Florida game from 1986. Freddie, is that when it was? Re- oh Lord, that was there was three bench clearing brawls, yeah, like helmets the- being thrown, the whole deal. <laughs> oh yeah, like some some yeah. Miles Garrett stuff. Yeah, any sandwiches in the mouth though? Uh, in no, that one? you get your teeth knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> there was zero ejections. Yeah, zero penalties. Just say break down. You know, you back to your side. Did it's- I say bass backwards while ago? You yeah, did. You did. I thought you were afraid to say ass backwards. No, I, I just thought that was your way of not cussing. No, I, I cuss now, so you know it's okay. okay yeah, bass backwards. Yeah. yeah, that's I, a new I, that's a new term. I think I was alone in this take, but I did not like the way the pregame fighting was going because I thought Lynn was going to get in a weird headspace and it was going to affect the way he played. I was obviously wrong, but, uh, but I usually see, am. That's what you run but, into is like it could completely take him out of the game. Yeah, and I think that's what Virginia Tech thought they could do, yeah. but they didn't realize like. This dude's from Youngstown. This is another day. Yeah. You know, like. Well, I was sitting there watching it thinking, this would be a lot more fun if that was just our left guard. And, you know, he can go out and just punish whoever. But this well, is our decision maker. Stenberg did do that. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> I, I guess left guard, that's a great example. But <laughs> the guy making the decisions, you want to be sound mind, level-headed. And yeah. he was not that before the game. But he settled in. We saw what happened. Uh, uh, Nick, did you, you, you wrote the post about being the number one bowl game or you shared that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The CBS had Bowl game. <laughs> As football crazy as I am, I really usually don't like bowl games because you got now you got players sitting out because of the NFL, which is I, yeah, I get it, that's fine. Nor is there sometimes one team doesn't want to be there. Most team yeah. does. I, they, I hate they, they that after to. the fact you lose and they're like, well, they didn't care to be there. It's like yeah. don't, don't give me that. I after wish you every lose. bowl game had pregame fights like Kentucky Virginia Tech. I would like bowl season much more. Show people, me that people care. Exactly. Those two teams hate it. I mean, I was, oh. we were 10 rows up from the field. Fred, Freddie. That, Hated each other. That was like a – I mean, that felt like a rivalry game. No. I mean, it was – I mean, the Citrus Bowl atmosphere last year was crazy because there was almost 70,000 people there. Like, it was a packed <laughs> house. This was a lower bowl of an NFL stadium. Some, some sprinkled in the top. But the juice in the building, Man, like, you don't – hell, so I, I, I kind of wanted to liken this to the Missouri game from last year, just how the way it finished. Yeah. But that game was so boring at the beginning. Nobody was there. This I, had yeah. juice I from start to finish. The Florida game, yeah. Uh, Louisville game, 2018, no, because everybody knew Kentucky was going to beat them by 60. 2017, that Louisville game at Cardinal Stadium had that, some juice. That yeah, may yeah, have, but yeah. but I think the Florida game is the only game that I I've seen or been a part of personally that had the same kind of juice. Yeah, that was at the 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 uh, Belk Bowl. Belk Bowl. Belk yeah. Bowl. Belks because yeah. there's Belks on every corner. The best bowl. 
I mean, obviously it was their strategy to shake up Lynn Bowden, but like at the Speedway the Sunday before when it first started, was there bad blood I didn't know about, or they just decided they were going to uh, start it? Because so that was – I don't know. So the I, – I, Hold on. I love the old couple that walked between the two teams leaving the Speedway in the video. <laughs> the video where they're yelling at Lynn. Did you all see him? You know what I'm no. talking yeah, about? Yeah, right. They look like two people that would go tour the Speedway <laughs> on a Sunday, and they walk right between the two teams in that video. It's that like, huh, like yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, so from my understanding is that like most fights that happen at uh, in trash talking that happens at these pregame bowl festivities, it's not coordinated to where the teams, you know, they just end up passing each other. And I, the way that – Lynn, quote-unquote, felt targeted. So it was almost like Virginia Tech. There were some dudes that were trying to, like, get after this dude early on. I did. It was it, – it, honestly, it felt a lot like when Kentucky went out and Jeff, Jeff Bidette is out there. Or it was a Bidette and Barker and all those dudes were in sweats and Petrino's got brez by the collar. And it felt like Kentucky was out there trying to ruffle their feathers to get under their skin. It worked pretty well then. It had the opposite effect against – Kentucky in the belt bowl because did you hear those hits? Did oh, you man. Yes. Boogie Watson just I mean Boogie Watson, Zach Johnson, Cash Daniel, that one open field tackle he had with SC Corker. Oh, yeah, Corker had a big one. Dude, those those hits were hits that like you just don't even see in college football anymore because people are scared they'll get thrown out for targeting. There was no yeah. And there wasn't targeting. They were just knocking the crap out of people. You could – the whole st- – that when Zach Johnson hit that dude on that punt return, you just heard yeah. the – That was nasty. That one in Corker is really stand out to me. By the way, Corker, I feel like we don't talk about him enough. Is I he was awesome? going to say, I, during that five minutes and 50 seconds, not that because he wasn't on the field, but before that, he, he had that big hit and looked down and said, Yusuf Corker, sophomore, and I'm thinking, he's been here 12 years. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just as we get two more years of this, yeah, yeah. that mean, was his red shirt sophomore oh year. Oh my god, and, and, and he's, he's got dad strength. That yeah. dude, my is, god, he's, he's an assassin, he's only gonna get better. Yeah. yeah, he's only gonna get more comfortable and feel freer to make hits like that. And that was one of those where, like, Big 12 officials they have a different protocol with how they do things. So when you're watching the game in the stands and you're pulling your hair out because <laughs> it's not what we're used to with SEC officials, where they're clear, they go to the sideline, they tell you it's under review, it's pretty quick. They take their sweet time that, setting the ball. The and only then complaint I had about the game was they took like two hours. They took forever yeah. to set the ball whenever they were deciding if they were going to replay it or not instead of just replaying and it. And that surprises me because the Big 12 is nothing but uh, seven on seven. Moving, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that, it was really frustrating. And then when they call that targeting, you watch it and you're like, oh, gosh, this is going to be another one where I'm like, well, what's targeting? Yeah. Thank, thank you, football there gods, two. for one giving on Tech, us. One on one on Kentucky that mm-hmm. they said was not – I was and I was happy to see it because that was just some good old fashioned hitting, start to finish. That was so much fun, Freddie. Another thing I learned, gentlemen, by that five fifty I studied, Landon Young is first, should be first team All SEC preseason. He had a he had a heck of a series. Two pancake blocks. I mean, he he was dominating that defensive end uh, that was lined up. Uh, he he looked. That's the first time I really landed, jumped at me, uh-huh. I guess, because I really just focused in on him. Yeah. But he jumped out. He, he, he was pancaking. When he players. announced he's coming back, that, was that necessary? Was, he, was it even a chance he oh, was yeah. leaving? I, I, I thought. There's two I, more. I didn't that, think there was any way. Drake, I, I, you know, Drake should put his name out there. Mm-hmm. See and what then, they say. And, and then, then Boogie, Boogie Watson. Yeah. yeah. 
But Boogie could have a monster. One that I was year. surprised by was Quentin Bohanna. I thought he would be. I thought he would go. Yeah. Not because him as the person. I thought he would get that high of a grade that he couldn't pass it up. Yeah. There's all that. That it's hard to judge which kind of roundage he would have gone in because of the nature of the position. But going into the year, he was one we like. We thought, okay. He's the, gone. Yeah, because of just the, his the ability to move at well, that size. God doesn't make six foot five, three hundred forty pounders that move that good. Yeah, yeah, and that nasty and strong and that good of a football player. That is a rare talent in the National Football League. I sound like Booger McFarland in the National Football League. <laughs> <laughs> just say NFL. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean that's a rarity. I thought just by his size, his skill set, that he would go. Uh, but they thank you for for us that he's coming back. Well, well he's gonna have a new coach. What? Real quickly before we get into that, <laughs> you mentioned Landon Young, dude. Yeah. You don't talk about enough. Darian Kennard is another one of those that like you aren't foc- like you're focused on the play and the action was happening, and then all of a sudden you see number seventy like twelve yards down the field blocking somebody. Yes, and let me give you a sneaky NFL prospect for oh. next year. Oh yeah, he's- Luke Fortner. Fortner, too. Luke Fortner. Because I, I think Kennard, you know. Oh, yeah. Kennard's going to have a decision to make. But Fortner, yeah. already graduated, engineering student. He was in charge of all the Toyota thing with the With the, with the, the kids, kids. The catwalk. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, built, he all built the car. Yeah, he built the car. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's incredible. Smart, smart guy. But he, he – that last 550, mm-hmm. the two guards were Mason Wolf and Luke Fortner. Huh. Stenberg wasn't on the field. Really? Yeah. Surprised me once I started breaking it down. Which Mason, Mason's nasty too. And he played in his final game, one he of did. the 10 11 seniors that's departing. Uh, Calvin Taylor had a nice uh, ending to his career, got a big sack right for regulation. But that really, Virginia T- Tech's kicker had a freaking boomstick on that leg. And I was worried they were going to get another score, but Taylor gets the big sack. And make sure that they they aren't kicking another field goal. And then the last drive, Tech had the football. Hendon Hooker, the quarterback, overthrows the receiver and doesn't even give the receiver a chance. Mm-hmm. Two consecutive times, throws it well over their head, and then they had to do the the fumble ruski or whatever, the throwbacks and all that deal. Which, shout out to Brandon Eccles for making that hit on Hooker. As another. And, and, and he, he didn't – he didn't have his – like, all year, he's probably been the most impressive cover guy Kentucky's had. And when he got beat on that fade, you're like, what, what are you looking at, buddy? Like, yeah. he, he didn't even turn his head, and you're like, what's wrong with him? And Bowden told him, he's like, dude, don't worry about it. People get paid to get beat all the time in the NFL. They get paid millions of dollars, keep playing. And I, I was talking to my old basketball coach, and he's like, who's number 26? And I thought he was going to, like, light him up, like, for, like – boneheaded plays he's like dude watch that last play and the hit that he lays on hooker hey it was a great hit but also freddie that was a good play by fuente who yeah they scored 30 points because fuente had a really good game plan he did he spread kentucky had the size advantage on both lines of uh, both sides of the ball right Mm -hmm. so what fuente did is he spread out with with splits in the offensive line and if you notice, the receivers had wide splits also. Mm-hmm. So when you're playing a team with a size advantage like Kentucky had over Virginia Tech, you spread them out. Try to make plays in space. It, and that's exactly what Tech did. He had a good offensive game plan. Really did. And it, it got some of that tempo, got him off balance. Yeah, absolutely. But there's one guy who has gotten oh, – he's, he's had a hard time throughout this year. He's taken a lot of criticism. But I know that I was proud of the way that Cash Daniel oh, ended his it. career. 
Loved oh, it. Yeah. I was so, so happy for Cash to, to go out like that. Eight tackles, led the team. Uh, he was directing traffic. But the thing about Cash, for the most part, he kept his head through that game. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, we're talking about Lynn keeping his head. I was worried that Cash <laughs> was going to, you know. But, but he kept his head, kept his cool, directed the defense, and had the stops when it had to oh, have the stops. And, and there was a couple times where – you know, Fuente, he would pick and choose when to go tempo. He'd go tempo when Kentucky was extra big. Yeah. So they couldn't sub cash out for Oates or anything yeah. like that. And he, But he held his own. He really did. And there was a result. There was maybe one time the entire game where I'm like, ah, cash. Instead, that, that one tackle, he had an open space. Yeah. Saved I don't know how many yards. Um, and not only for him to do that, but then after the game, you know, to see the emotion, yeah. to see him contrite, too, for kind of the way things went earlier Love in the it. year. Love like, cash won the day. In my opinion, Lynn, Lynn Bowden gets obviously the credit, but I thought Cash won the day with his play, how he handled the, everything after the game. I, I was very proud. And I was, I was impressed that he used that interview to apologize to Florida first thing. Like, very, that that was yeah. on his mind after winning the Belk Bowl, his last college yeah, well, game. The SEC guys couldn't even believe it. He had to cut them off. He's like, no, I'm being serious. Listen to me right now. Yeah, Cash showed more maturity in that interview than I've shown in 51 years, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Yeah, same. So, yeah. And, and, like, because here's the thing, like th- – there were things that happened there out of his control that made this our tough senior year. He's got concussions. You know, he had a family member pass. He had, he had a – He had, he had a senior year that he did not imagine yeah. going into it. And for him to be able to, to still go out on love, top, love. I just I'm, – I'm so happy for yeah, that guy. Me too. Um, it, it. It, it was, yeah, if it was he doesn't get that big tell. game, I, I think he – I mean, obviously his senior year didn't go as planned, as you just mentioned – he needed that so he could have that smile on his senior year. Because not, I mean, I think the whole year he would've just looks as a yeah. – Yeah, yeah, that would have waited but on But going out on a good note, yes. he can put the other uh, yes. low moments behind him. But, I, you know, again, you know, watching the game, guys, when Cash was out and it was Oaks, uh, Square, Jordan Wright, and Boogie Watson, those are four Dude. athletic and extremely – Fast linebackers. Oates is a ball they player. They cover some ground in a hurry. Oates is a ball player. Got me excited. I, I I don't like to get excited about too far in the future. Right. But with everything going down in the SEC right now, the East is wide open. Uh, there's there, well, there's some excitement. Can we can we make fun of Georgia for a second? Yeah, Georgia. Do you all want to play for Georgia next year on offense? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Nick can't comment because he's in the transfer portal. Oh yeah, <laughs> with everybody else. Well. They've only got one returning lineman, their center. They lost Swift, – so Swift's going pro. I think Harry was God. a senior. Yeah, he was a senior. <laughs> so, like, and Harry – all those guys behind Swift, Kentucky had no problem stopping the them. Receiver, the receiver was a senior. Uh, yeah. Lost all offensive linemen. Pickens. Jake, Jake Fromm's gone. Pickens is a freshman, but uh, – uh, The, the guy who got – who from fought, transfer punched from somebody. Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, – uh, But Thomas, Andrew Thomas, the yeah. def- offensive tackle, he's just a so, – all of that stuff's happening. Jake Fromm decides he's going pro. Yeah. Georgia's got to go to the transfer portal to find a quarterback. Would you want to play there if you're a quarterback? Hell no. Not in that offense. That's, what That's I, all I, they are criticizing this year was, hey, why don't you open it up with Jake Fromm? Jake Fromm had his worst year. Yeah. Under yeah. You know they're looking towards uh, Justin Fields thinking, mm, would have been nice to have kept yeah. him around. Yeah. Because right now they do have quite a hole. And as a Kentucky fan, I'm hoping to close that gap just a little bit more. Oh. I'm a big fan of all the news coming out that, of Athens. That game is much easier than going down to Florida next year. Jake Fromm going pro surprised me. I didn't think he'd go. I didn't either, especially in a year where there's some dang good quarterbacks ahead of him. Yeah. And yeah. there's some – 
between Herbert and <laughs> – yeah, you know, I mean, guys he's going to be lucky to be one of the top five quarterbacks I, to go. I have some serious – evaluating him as a quarterback, I see a lot of question marks. A whole lot of questions. Well, he's, he's had the benefit his whole career. Of playing of, around. I've, I've got these I mean, amazing running backs. Sure, I can yeah. hit an open receiver. That's like <laughs> this awesome offensive line. Yeah. Like, i got all the time What's in the, the world to throw. What's the guy at Alabama that committed here, the quarterback? Oh, Jones. Jones. My yeah. God, you're throwing to three first-round receivers. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. ball yeah. game, we hit Judy that? on the first yeah. play. I could have thrown that Not, not taking anything pass. away from him. It's right. still yeah. you have to make the pass. But come but on But if you're a quarterback, that's a job you want. And also, Jake Fromm was like the most. He better go to a dome team or a warm-weather team. Because inclement weather. Whether he has not performed very well. He was well the at most all. Georgia quarterback ever, too. When you know they were talking about his croakies at Media Day, and he's just this good old boy with country act. I mean, yeah. He was the most Georgia quarterback. Yeah, that was surprising. I wish him well, though. Wish him well. It wasn't yeah. as ridiculous as the story of the offensive lineman who played all every position. He played every position, I think, except center. On Kate the, Mays. Yes. Yeah. He played every position except center on Georgia's offensive line. He played center. He just didn't start. Oh, okay. So he, played, he started. Uh, both guard spots, one game each. He played uh, it. <laughs> tackle, uh, left tackle, two games. This is starting. Right tackle, seven games. And then played center a little bit and all. I wonder where he's going to end up. I really have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was some he's sarcasm in Freddie's voice. Yeah. He's from Knoxville. His dad played for Tennessee. He's already singing Rocky his, Top. His man. brother just signed with that class. He was a top 25 recruit overall yeah. out of high school. And th- – Okay, the, wild, football player. the wildest part about this all is about, I don't know, an hour after it comes out that he's in the transfer portal, people find out, A, they're like, well, it looks like he's going to go to Tennessee, and then B, that his family is suing the oh, University yeah, of Georgia because his dad had his pinky amputated when he got stuck between a chair and a, a column at like some recruiting event. So he lost his dad lost a chunk of his pinky, and they're suing the university. If there was ever an excuse to get a transfer waiver, <laughs> your dad lost his pinky and is now suing the school. Might be the best excuse ever. I don't know. Any chances dad cut off the pinky, and this is all? Did, were you there? Did you see whatever happened? I don't happened? know. Drew, you, I, I've heard on occasion you like to uh, gamble. gamble. I, I, I dabble. That's dabble what in the gambling. Yeah. What's the odds that Cade Mays ends up at UT? Uh, based on everything I just learned from you, I'm just going to say yes, he is. One to one. Well, I think another big reason why he's leaving too, Sam Pittman must have been the glue yeah. on that offensive, offensive staff. Line. Going to Arkansas. Going to Arkansas. And he hired a Kentucky Wildcats coach. Yeah. One Derek LeBlanc. Who Stole him away. Did an exceptional job. Great job. Over the last three years at the University of Kentucky. Great yeah. job. There's a reason – Guys like Calvin Taylor and yes. T.J. Carter, they they weren't we weren't talking about Went them Atlanta, on their way into yeah. campus. Yeah, but we're talking about them on their way out. Cal- Calvin Taylor's gonna go Bully to the Senior McCall, Bowl. Get drafted. Bully, my favorite. Do you yeah. like his uh, celebration dance? I like too. everything he does. <laughs> Derek LeBlanc is a tremendous, tremendous football coach. He is. Um, I think the worst kept secret in the history of the world is Amwar Stewart. Mm-hmm. may be taking his place. Is it still a secret? Has it not been official? It's, it's not official, but it's – I feel like when a secret has been said out loud enough, it's just – it's been spoken in I mean, existence. if you – it would have been hard to, to not predict Anwar coming back. It was it was on the – it was in the TI. <laughs> Come on now. You know, I've seen people like now, well, I was the first one to say this or I broke this. I'm like – as soon as Derek uh, said he was going to Arkansas, everybody in the world like, well, we'll bring Anwar back from Appalachian State, you yeah. know. Uh, 
But they, they are just Pete Jenkins' disciples. Let me yes. break this down for e- explain you. Explain to you Pete Jenkins because I hear okay. that name a lot. Okay. You played against Pete Jenkins, correct? He was defensive coordinator at LSU when we played him. Uh, we beat them, by the way. Yeah. He didn't have a, a good answer for the Harlan County mullet. <laughs> <laughs> but who did, really? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right, how mommy is considered the godfather of the air raid, air raid, air raid. right? And that's gone all through college football. Mm-hmm. Pete Jenkins is the godfather of defensive linemen, defensive line coaches. Pete Jenkins' group of coaches that he has, he, has, he has mentored and trained get together. They have off-site gatherings. Pete Jenkins invented defensive line drills that everybody uses. Derek LeBlanc was at LSU. Who was there? Pete Jenkins. Pete Jenkins. Amar Stewart was, was was under Derek LeBlanc at UK. Mm-hmm. Who do you think went to all the Pete Jenkins events and camps and seminars? That would be Amar Stewart. Yes. He is a disciple of Pete Jenkins. You cannot talk about defensive line coaches, especially in the SEC and the Big 12, without mentioning the godfather that is Pete Jenkins. He was a trendsetter. Uh, he coached many years at LSU, NFL. Mm-hmm. Orgeron liked him so much he brought him to USC for a year with him. <laughs> and and Pete, Pete is and, and the thing is, Pete is not a young man. Co- Coach O is a defensive line guy yeah. too. So Coach O is a disciple of Pete Jenkins. Yes. So that's how great this man is at defensive line coaching and, and, and mentoring and training, teaching. Anwar Stewart is a is a disciple of the best that ever done it, which is Pete Jenkins. So according Anwar- to Pete's Wikipedia, he hadn't coached in a couple of years, but two years ago. He was coaching LSU at age 76. Wow. And, if you and read, probably in their head button, people. If you read through that a little bit more, they'll say that they saw him on a college campus at a practice August of this year. Oh, well, there you go. That will be in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Oh. He's every, he shows up everywhere. Let me tell you, when he comes into a building, it's like Elvis has arrived. <laughs> I mean, it, it's that big of a deal. So, my, my question for you, Freddie, because Amwar Stewart. Great coach. He – he got a big touchdown, scoop and score against Alabama back yeah. in 1997. Kentucky yeah. wins the football game. Plays in the CFL, wins some great cups, makes a lot of money. Led the league in sacks. Yeah, comes back and f- gets his degree at the University of Kentucky and uh-huh. is a graduate assistant for two or three years. Working for? Derek LeBlanc. And this was all the way up to last year. So you and Amwar Stewart are tight. were hanging out on the sideline. What's Amwar Stewart like as a coach? He's a great coach, a technician. He's a Pete Jenkins guy. I mean, just the attention to detail, the passion, the grittiness it takes to play defensive line. Mm-hmm. Again, I mean, just a little – I've been around those defensive line guys that are from Pete Jenkins. Yeah. It's amazing how detailed they are. Just moving the hand a little bit, like little two bit. inches to the right, and yeah. you'll be able to get better leverage yeah. kind yeah. of deal. But Anwar, if you go, if you ever was around any camps, man, and watched him work with kids. I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, he's just phenomenal. Plus, he's a good recruiter. Really? Yes. Which, uh, Excellent recruiter. Which uh, area is? That, that I don't know. Re- Probably Florida. He's from Florida. Okay. okay. But he's not from South Florida. He's from Panama Beach area. Good, good. I yeah. like that area because then you Go get a little Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. 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 He can get in the Mobile. He can get. Denzel Ware area. Yeah, he can yeah. get down that way. Yeah. But I, if it is Amor, and I hope it is. I think that's a tremendous pickup for Mark Stoops. Well, there's one thing you can't replace with LeBlanc leaving, and that is the amount of the wings that man would eat here at KS Bar. Because Coach LeBlanc would pop in here from time to time, I mean, and you know he what? could put away some wings. Did, did you ever get to talk to him? Just I did. Isn't he I just did. a super guy? Yeah, he's, he's a great dude, him. and I as, great guy. as excited as I am for Stewart, 
after hearing you talk about him now, because I, I don't know who Anwar Stewart is. I just know he played UK. But LeBlanc was awesome. Yeah, going to miss I, that guy. I, I made sure to Great shake his hand too, after man. the bowl game because I was like, I, got, I just got a feeling that he ain't sticking around. Because I don't know what the motives were behind it. I think a lot of it has to do with only so many people can get paid. Yeah. And I think he was due to get a big pay jump. And there's only, there's only so many people you can pay. And the reason why Stewart's a – it's, it's a great hire because he's he's only been an assistant for one year, so you can get him on the cheap. And then to replace Hood, you can you can get exotic with it. You can go out. You can get a crazy special teams guy. You can get a big name that's you a know big who's recruiter. Available? Uh, Ed Reed? No. <laughs> uh, Craig Navarre. Oh, not did he did he get let go? <laughs> he got let go at Texas. Oh, because he was. Boy, that would be full circle, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Was he DC there this year? Or special teams? Yeah, this year? Defense, he was defense defense coordinator. coordinator. Yeah, being a defensive coordinator in the Big 12. I actually talked to Derek. I went down. We, we were 10 rows up. I walked down to the field. They were warming up. Mm-hmm. And I got to talk to Derek before the game and just, hey, what are you doing? Straight into making fun of each other, the whole deal. Yeah, like we yeah, normally yeah. do. And uh, I heard that. But but Derek's family's from that area. He, he's from Louisiana, yeah. the Alabama area. His son plays at North Texas. So that gets him – Arkansas gets him back closer to he where he recruits area. from. And, yeah. And yeah, so you hate to see anybody leave, but with Derek, it makes man, sense. Well, aim with give success. me a hug, man, and, go, and have fun. With you know? success, you're going to lose some guys. Call me if I mean, you need me is what I told him. Like, look at Derek Ansley now. Like, yeah. dude's a well, he star. Started, he started out rough, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, that Tennessee game was about as dumb of a football game as I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I, it was a stupid, stupid game. And I just – Freddie, I know that you grew up, right? You had to hear it all. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I hated Tennessee until much later in life. Yeah. Getting stuck in the crosshairs of a, all those idiots online. Yeah. My goodness, there isn't a bigger bunch of morons well, than Rocky Top Twitter. You know, you talked about we we all discussed that the SEC East is wide open. Right? Yeah. Would you agree, Drew? Uh, especially after today's news. Yeah. Yes. So Georgia, we talked about them. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the other other. Team in that mix will be Tennessee. Who do they lose? The two players that hurt Kentucky, those two big receivers. Yeah, mm-hmm. Juwan Jennings, Marquez Callaway. They're gone. Yeah, Trey Smith Trey is gone. Yeah, they still got Batuli. Is he gone? Thank God. Yeah, get that guy out of here. So is Nigel teams, Warrior gone. Yeah, lot, lot, get him out lot, of here. A lot of teams are, are are getting hit by graduation, transfer portal, etc. Where Kentucky's bringing back four out of five offensive linemen, eighteen, nineteen starters on the top five. Uh, offensive line in the country, bring yeah. back four of those guys. You're really you're replacing your defensive lineman you're yeah. with T- Taylor and Carter, probably getting Big Snack back for six a year. Oh, Big Snack posted a video yesterday of him working out. He jumped off a of his <laughs> co- his comeback uh, season. Hell yes, I need some Big Snack. Yeah, he definitely the way he videos. worded the video, he definitely alluded to a senior yeah. another year or two. That's nice. a guy next year at media day. That's a guy y'all need to talk to. Oh, he I is love so that. funny, man. He's one of those dudes too that like just comes and is like, "Hey, how's it going?" So funny, yeah, yeah. Um, I love Phil. But you're bringing back, aside from Cash, everybody else on the defense, yeah. And then you're adding uh, the one of the best defensive line classes in America, Boss Man Fat. Which, by the way, I got to talking <laughs> to some folks about one Kelvin Joseph. He's as good as advertised, or better. Good from the folks I heard, and. You had that to that secondary? Yeah. 
Speaking of secondary, Kentucky got a big uh, signee at the oh. Army. No, it yeah. wasn't an Army game. When did Army pull out of that? I guess Army. Who I the, I'm a veteran. I can say this. Who in the United States Army decided to pull out of that all-star game? That's a great way to sp- – that's a great sponsorship. Somebody somewhere said, well, we don't need to sponsor that game. Terrible idea. Terrible. Terrible. Bad did it PR. have a new sponsor? It's that just it's Adidas just is all over it. Yeah. Just all American. Two four seven Toyota patch on them, but not the same. Not nope. the same. Not the, the Army. same. No, nope. not the same. I used to look forward to that game every year. But oh, you you went to it one year. Didn't yeah. You? Who'd they get? Our boy, Vito. Vito Tisdale going to be a Kentucky Wildcat, and now this makes the KSR Football Podcast officially the number one Nappy Roots podcast. Wait a minute, we already were the number one Nappy Roots pro- uh, podcast. This adds to it. And his dad, Big V, with the L's down. <laughs> and pounding his chest. He's a that huge awesome. Louisville fan, and he's doing L's down. Oh, man. I, I loved, loved it. seeing that. I absolutely loved it. In which you've got to play, oh, no, in the Kroger Field whenever a cat's going to stop now, right? <laughs> or you canceled oh, no. the Chris Hell Stapleton no. concert and let Nappy Roots have the first ever concert. Yeah, like, we love you, Matthew Mitchell, but, like, Sorry, Nappy Roots is coming to the Krogue for pregame concert. <laughs> Can you imagine them, like, saying, like, we're going to have a good day as the team's walking towards the U.K. football facility, just getting the whole crowd fired up? I'm, I love it. I, I bet they could get them since I think they were just in Madisonville doing a concert not that long ago. I think we could track good, them down. Good, good. Really? The, the Tisdale news, that was another of the worst-kept secrets. Oh, yeah, very bad-kept secret. That, that one was pretty done a long time ago. And, and that but was he won it. Was, was it his birthday? There was a specific reason he waited until Saturday. Well, it's because he he remembers seeing Derrick Henry commit yeah, at yeah. the All-American oh, game, okay. so he wanted to. But it was one of those things where there was a lot of Oklahoma buzz, there was a lot of Alabama buzz, and then he visits U.K., for junior day, he's hanging out with, like, John Young and Bo Allen and all those guys. And then you don't hear Tisdale's recruitment <laughs> anymore. No like, mention nope, of it. Nobody's talking about him. It's like, I think something happened uh, at that visit. And bada boom, bada bang, he's a Wildcat. He's – I think now we're up to 12 of the 22 commitments are at least a four-star and one recruiting service. Nice. And Tisdale's a big dude. He's, like, 6'3". Why did he drop? He was higher rated. Is it just because he's in Bowling Green and maybe didn't go to some of the bigger camp? Like, so I don't believe that the rivals and twenty four seven people were at games in Bowling Green. So here's what I think. Here's my theory, Drew. I don't think he like like he was waiting to get the rivals bump and then said, "I'm not going to your camps." And so when you don't go to rivals camps and you don't do all the whole camp circuit, he he had a child instead. Hashtag yep. dad strength. God, we're loading up on dad strength. A lot of dad strength on the team. So, I, I, th- I think when you don't get your in front of people and you aren't uploading every single piece of film to huddle, like you got to do some searching to get some Vito Tisdale film. And I think that that's why Rivals wasn't bumping them up. They were just bumping others up, and they went they were ahead in front of, of them. In 24-7 in ESPN, they were like, well, this dude was a four-star his junior year. We're not going to make him not a four-star just because he's not doing anything. That's my theory. He had a – Solid senior year. He wasn't like doing any, uh, he had 84 tackles, four picks, dabbled a little bit in offense as well. Um, but he's a, he's a guy, Freddie, that I think when we were doing this podcast before, you know, three or four years ago, you were, uh, you know, it's got to get on the field right away. Now, him and Joel Williams, those dudes get to like take their sweet time. Yeah. Well, I mean, just imagine down the road a secondary with Andrew Phillips and Vito Tisdale back there. That's that's two, that's two use of corkers, man. I mean, these guys will hurt you, you know. I but, love it. But Andrew Phillips is, I mean, 
he's one of the better athletes that just overall athletes yeah. that Kentucky signed in a very very long time. The guy can jump cars. <laughs> Nissans, not just not a little bitty yeah, thing. This yeah. isn't like a small car. That was car. Li- that was like an Altima family edition. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, the well, those LXE. guys red shirt since we're loaded everywhere now. I would hope so. I feel like they, the program's reached a point. Just red shirt everybody. Well, yeah. outside Justin Rogers, yeah. maybe throw him in there if you need him. But yeah, maybe like if they get Michael Drennan, you know, yeah. let, let him that play. That four year rule has been so good for that. I know we credit Mark Stoops staff turnaround. The, the rule's been a big part for why yeah. they're able to red shirt yeah. so much. That's so red shirt the entire class. It's cool. crazy of guys who normally would have oh, played, would have played and been counted on. Like, welcome to Lexington. Here's your jersey. Get out there now. <laughs> yeah. we'll get you your playbook sometime. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's exciting. Now we we're not gonna you know we got a whole off season to talk about you know what's in the future, what's next. But I did want to we we hit on two SEC East teams. Mm-hmm. There's one more out there. <clears throat> yeah, Missouri. They hired a nerd. Florida. <laughs> they hired a nerd. They're gonna be bad for a while. Joe Moorhead, that the Egg Bowl would just put the Magnolia State is in flames I right now. I did read that uh, Mississippi State interviewed Mike Leach. Don't tell me that. Yeah. If they were to hire Mike Leach, I would be livid. Yeah. You, you know who I don't want him to hire? Who? Jeff Munkin. I don't think it's going to happen. But no. They, I yeah, want him to hire Butch Jones. I laughed when I saw that he was on the <laughs> list. And him and Todd Grant. We t- I'm not going to go into it because I talked about it with Luckett on our podcast. Really wanted a Todd Grantham screaming on the sideline, Mississippi State. Either way, Mississippi State, they're in disarray. Missouri, that drink wits, he, pff, come on. Like, shove that the, guy in a locker. The, the Mississippi State situation is one we really got to watch because that, if they hire another dud, I mean, that's another win on UK's schedule. Whereas your Georgia's, Florida's, Tennessee's, their West opponents are your LSU's, yeah. your Auburn. They're playing Alabama. those teams every yeah. single year. Yeah. We're lucky to have Mississippi State. And there was a time when Mullen was there. It was a loss every yeah. time. But if they make a bad hire, that's like add another win over your yeah. SEC Man, uh, the, East the, opponents. So, did things go south fast for Joe Moorhead? Man. I mean, it was a bad year. Uh, Quarterback gets punched in the face. Yeah, during the, <laughs> during bowl practice, the, the guy that punched him still played, but the quarterback that didn't. That made no sense. <laughs> and then they, they lose to Louisville. Yeah. I mean, no offense to Louisville. But, but come on. We saw, you <laughs> yeah. know. I mean, come on now. I mean, that, that's why. I mean, I would. I've, of all accounts, Joe Moorhead's a good guy. I've heard that from a lot there, of people. There was a story in the Starkville yeah. Daily News about how good guy. he reached out to a family, yeah. and you know, it, it was a really good article about how he insisted, like, <laughs> don't tell anybody. I just want to show them, give these kids, you know, some Jordans and some like nice stuff for Christmas because they can't afford. It. So, good guy, but you can be he, a good guy and not have control of your locker but, room. But, but what are we, what, Little in over his head What there. world in the Southeastern Conference do we live in when Mississippi State head coach goes 14 and 12 in two years and gets fired? <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's, that, that shows you you got to win in this league, man. Meanwhile, at South Carolina, you win six games and you get paid $18 million to – He, he won four this year. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Only four games. Yeah, so. they, they were four and eight. Okay, J- just got to remember that. And we'll be ranked in the who, top ten. And you know who <laughs> they lost? They're good players. Javon Kinlaw, gone. The receiver. The, the other big kid on the def- the other defensive end. Uh, same as Kevin. Is it Whitlow? No. Uh, he's got a brother who plays offensive line, too. I can't think of his name. But they lost their big defense. They lost their good defensive lineman who 
got after Sawyer Smith. They got Hawinski back there, but he's about as mobile as Freddie. No offense. No, and none take. Yeah, yeah. So, and not, not in his prime. No, yeah. mean, like Freddie right, right now. Yeah, yeah. I did beat Pete Jenkins. Yeah, <laughs> Mullet Freddie moved much better oh, than Ryan Hawinski. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Be careful. I was ready to fight you there. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but Freddie now, yeah. much more mobile than Ryan Hawinski. Aren't so, you a little sad to see a South Carolina without Jake Bentley, though? I know he was out most of this year, so he didn't really have the keys to He was to so ship, much fun. It was like <laughs> – That jersey was born to be on him. And to, him, like go, lo- and to lose against Kentucky. Him and the kicker from Georgia. Yeah. I think, I, play, I, think I played against them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those, those are definitely the two that have been in the SEC longer than oh anyone. Oh, my God. One, the, the one team that is the, like, okay, let's, let's see what they do here, also lost some guys, and that's Florida. Yeah, Jonathan Grenard was a really good pickup for them yeah. in the transfer Lost portal the from Louisville. Jabari Zaniga yeah. gone. They, Anderson, the corner is gone. Yes, uh, Van Jefferson. Gone. Who, <clears throat> Freddie? I'm interested to see Van. Je- he's going to be a good steal because yeah, he will he, be. He was he was solid for Ole Miss when they had DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. Yeah. Your boy Drew. That's who, my guy. Those dudes are tearing up the NFL, yeah. and he was he just was right as, there with them. Yeah, and then at Florida, he's. Been their steadiest guy the last two years, yeah. so I'm interested to see his NFL draft prospects. Yeah, and Florida's an interesting team to follow too because Kyle Trask comes back; he'll get another. Kentucky year. did them a favor by hurting Felipe Franks. So, you know, Florida, but they've got the the Holly the Emory Jones in that the backup. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's good yeah. too. He's, yeah. he's he's and then Tony's very back. highly rated. That's scary. Wait, Tony's back? Yeah, I think he is. Come on, Tony, 2012, get him out of here. Lock him up. <laughs> You remember he's, that Drew, Tony 2012? I do. He's close to the Bentley Blankenship yeah. conversation, I feel yeah. like. It's like the one dude who had like six touchdowns against Kentucky one year. He plays for the Bears now. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the tight end, Burton. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, God. That guy was there forever. On his first Trey, Burton. Trey Burton. Yeah. He yeah. was there forever. But that game, that's the – is it the second game of the year, too? Yes. Yep. It's game of the year. Yeah. Because the first game <laughs> – It's a big game. It's going to get ugly. I, I Y'all know me for how many years, and have I ever said that Kentucky's going to blow somebody out? You, oh, no. you I'm talking respect every bus that comes to Lexington. I do. <laughs> Kentucky will absolutely wear Eastern Michigan out. <laughs> we'll beat the brakes off of them. But it, those it, directional Michigans always put up such a good fight. The but directional Mich- Michigan, the Eastern Michigan version, <laughs> loses its top passer, Glass, who punched the guy in the ball game. Doesn't have a glass jaw. <laughs> top two rushers, top receiver – Top two tacklers, two defensive backs. They return 12 starters. And just think, this is the year we're supposed to be going to them. They, oh, they, my God. We bought them out of it. But originally, we're supposed to be going to Ypsilanti this year. Yeah. Oh, man. They're going to get Ypsilanti'd all right. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we paid them a lot of money to, to be yeah. able to oh, do it here. Man. You know, I'm a little salty about that because of what happened to Terry and, and how much I care about that young man mm-hmm. off the field. And, and know what that did to him and to that team. And, and listen, it wasn't a – this guy did not set out to hurt Terry nope. Wilson. Let's yeah. just get that out there. Yeah. But the fact it was a, a little bit of a shady play. Yeah. One that didn't have to happen. It did not have to happen, no, no. And, and, and that happened to Terry. I don't know if I'm speaking because I want to see this happen or the analytical side of me is looking at the, them returning absolutely hardly anybody to saying, I, I think Kentucky's going to get – you're going to see some of those true freshmen week one. Just put it that way. <laughs> I love it. I'm ready to kick it off. I absolutely love it. Is it the season yet? Dude, how Freddie, did you see Terry walking off the field too at the belt ball? I did. He looked good. And that entire that crowd went nuts yeah. when they saw him. The Terry touchdown return is going to be immaculate next week. Just to see him throw football at practice, it was like 
Okay. I can't wait. And I don't think we've had a quarterback with off-the-field swag like him since yeah. Freddie Maggard. That's true. I, I mean – Jared, just, just Jared had some swag, but the frosted tips is yeah, kind of lame. Terry you know? Wilson will Terry's wear, got the hair. I had the hair. He's got the hair. He will wear sunglasses he's got to the any smile. event, no he'll, matter what time of day. He'll wink at you behind the sunglasses. Yeah. He's you know? all handsome. You yeah. know? God, what a just a ball. Yeah. We've never really had I mean, plenty of good quarterbacks. Not not like a real swaggy quarterback yeah. like him in a Even long time. Even Tim Couch, he was like, you know, he, he was kind of awkward. You know, it took him a while to kind of – you know, become Joe Hollywood, you know. Yeah. Terry looks looked Hollywood over on the sidelines good. of the Velpo. I can't wait to get him back. You know what doesn't look good? Those hats. I mean, I know you're wearing it. I don't want to insult your hat. Oh, no. It's a great Those, hat. I No, it looks good on you, but I'm, I'm comparing it to championship hats. Oh, How no, did you get it? That's a great wear every day hat in your situation. Oh, yeah, because it's like a dad hat. But compared to other, we just want to cha- – I, I felt like they – It looks belt- small. It's, it's, a, it's very NASCAR-like because it's Belt Bowl champions on the front with a very traditional look. And then there's just patches and stuff all over it. Well, you, you got it in Charlotte. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. I mean, it's got, like, the, the date and the city on the back of it, too. I didn't mean to insult you wearing it today. Well, How did you get that hat? So that's the thing, it. Freddie, is, you know, normally after the game, you know, this I try is. to be, you know, professional journalist. But there's a girl there handing out hats to people. <laughs> Sometimes they're stingy. Like, Eddie Grant couldn't get a hat and a shirt at the Citrus Bowl. No, Eddie this Grant couldn't get with his team at the Citrus Bowl. <laughs> yeah. wouldn't let him yeah. through the ropes. This time, <laughs> there was just a girl who had stacks of hats in her head and hands. And I was like, can I can I get a hat? She's like, sure. How many do you want? And I was like, I guess two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I so, should have tried higher. I, well, I, the problem was I had to go to the press box afterwards. And I didn't want to be the <laughs> – The guy carrying non-hats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, what is this guy doing over here? So, I got my dad a hat, got me one, and I'm, I'm definitely – just showing it off a little bit. That, I maybe it's because it was it. the last belk. They have. They're like, we have all these hats. We got to get rid of these. Yeah. Drew, I know you didn't go. That that was a good. Ball. They did a good job. Charlotte does a good job. I thought be, the whole thing was really well done to me. It's a city that I just didn't like. I didn't know what to expect. But it's 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 nice. It's big. It's nice. The barbecue down there. I love mustard based barbecue. Went to Duckworth twice. I liked <laughs> it so much. Um, and there, that epicenter area was pa- the Kentucky fans yeah, that were about there. To say, were you there for the dude? That the pep rally was. I, I didn't make it down there. God, it was ninety ten. It was that pep rally was five. awesome. But in the Virginia Tech, like an hour and a half from yeah, there, it's or something? only like three hours away. Okay. So and when you've been to twenty seven straight, do you really need to go to the? And you've been to twenty seven straight Belk Bowls. They I go didn't to Belk Bowl every other year. I would guess they're the second best team in the ACC next year. Definitely, they're you know, because be the they lost to Virginia, but it was at Virginia, and it was one of those deals. Bryce Perkins was awesome. Yeah, you know, so that Hooker kid, he's going to be good. He's going to be good. Yeah, but them, they're in a transition period. I didn't expect that the back and forth, going back to the fighting, arguing, because that that was. You know, they knew what they were doing trying to, to get under Lance. Did you? I well, they ex- thought they knew what they were doing. Yeah, I, I didn't expect that from them. Did you play against Virginia Tech? No, my dad went there. I know they played. They, they Jerry were, Claiborne's entire staff was there. I was about to say, they played, Claiborne played against them yeah. a couple of times. Um, Bless you. I was looking at the power rankings That's for the ACC next year. Yeah. I have it right here in front of me. Uh, number one, Clemson. Number two, Virginia Tech. Boston College, Boston College, Boston <laughs> College, Boston College, Did Boston you see? College, Boston College, and Boston College. I happened to – was in a situation at my house. That bath, I, bath, no, bathtub. I couldn't get uh, to the remote control fast enough. 
and the Boston College Bowl game came on. <laughs> Did you see how bad they were? Oh, oh remind my. me, who'd they oh, play again? Th- this was the Birmingham Bowl. Cincinnati. When oh yeah, it had the rain it, delay. And delay. Boston College was like, "Can we just not play?" Yeah, and they were like, "We're we're good with not playing." The fact that that team won six games. I know they <laughs> lost their coach. Right? Didn't they lose their because they fired their coach yeah, well, and he went to Colorado State? Yeah. They're yeah. still trying to recover from losing <laughs> Patrick Tolles God, four years bad. ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're bad. They're bad. They're very bad. You know what, though? Their it, basketball team beat Virginia after losing by 40 to do. So good. They're, they're a basketball school. They, really, they won the championship last year. Oh, yeah. it's they really scored good like to, 20 points a game or something. <laughs> it's really good to just be in a place where we can laugh at other football programs. If, yeah. And, and you know what? It's even. For years, people laughed at Kentucky in the SEC East. Yeah. Now we get to make the Boston College and, jokes. And it's good that we get to make the Boston College jokes because not only are we beating them, but we're beating the shit out of teams. Like physically, Lynn Bowden is punching them in the face and then going 300 yards and three touchdowns right down their throat. They know he's do- getting the ball yeah. every single play. Well, they're doing it anyway. I, and, again, no, no disrespect to Boston College, but we did make that joke yeah. that the ACC was that. And I, when they came on, I, I couldn't get to the remote, and I had to watch it. And it was just like, oh, my God, this is hurting. Cincinnati could have <laughs> named their score. Yeah, Cincinnati could have beat them 100 if they wanted to. Lynn Bowden did not have to play in that football game. There were players from Mississippi State that may get drafted in the sixth round. There were players that are lower round that decided they're not going to play in the ball game. That's their decision. Hey, it's about your money. Yeah. You, I, I'm Who not going to tell them. I ain't going to say nothing. Lynn Bowden did not have to play in a belt bowl. Lynn Bowden ran the ball 34 times Whew. for 233 yards. The play that the timeout was called before he threw the touchdown, he was kneeling down. He was gassed. Mitch, Mitch Barnhart on the sideline. He side was gassed. He, he was – Mitch Barnhart, very animated on the sideline. Oh, if, yeah. if you ever That's catch him – That's all sports. Yeah. Go to tennis. He's like that. <laughs> it's, it's really entertaining yes. to watch. And – he was a couple people down from me, and he was pumped that on the fourth down run that he got, that the Big 12 officials were taking forever to spot the ball because they were kind of reviewing it. Should we review it? Should we stop play? He was like, this is great. Lynn's getting another breather. You know, this yeah. is basically a timeout for him because he he touched the ball on all but, what, two plays on that 17-play final drive? 18-play, 8 minutes and 32 seconds. Hang that up in the Louvre right there. What but a beautiful he, he, drive. This is a guy that didn't even have to play in a ball game. Is carrying the foot. This is a. Let me rephrase that. This is a wide receiver playing quarterback that didn't have to play in a bowl game. <clears throat> has thirty four carries for two hundred thirty three yards. <coughs> Crazy. I mean, that, and, and if you wanted, it, he if you could wanted, have gone through the motions. Yeah, and nobody would have complained. No. If you want to get all up in your feels, go watch the the Belk Bowl recap that UK. Oh, yeah. Compiled. It's eight minutes long. I've got it on the CBS Sports Post. If you want to look on KSR, it's also at UK Football on Twitter, and it it, it starts with Lynn telling the team like, I, "Come on, I got we we're not done yet, boys." And then for him to go out there at the locker room afterwards, it just Lynn Bowden is. When are we going to see anything like this ever again? Good question. Vince Merrill says he's the greatest, best player to play at Kentucky. True or false? I think he's unlike any player we've ever seen at Kentucky. I don't know if I'm going to say best. I won't call him the best player ever, but what he did this year was the best performance ever. Would you like to know the angle I went in my 550th post on KentuckySportsRadio.com? Yes. Let's start a little debate. 
best player ever or the most valuable player. Oh. If you look oh. in the dictionary, the most valuable player is defined yeah. is different than the yeah, best player. Right. Which right. one is he? To the team. Which one is he? Because Josh Allen, what that dude could do. But the thing about it is, and my main rule is, when you're declaring anybody the best or the all-time, don't get, don't let the freshness or the newness of something influence your decision. I think that happens way too much well, today. Vince is you got you got guys that. They're 25 years old saying this is the best, you know. Yeah, Man, you don't you, you didn't see Derek Ramsey run. I, you know. Yeah. Then guys older than me, well, you didn't see whatever. Right. I was at the tunnel looking at Herschel Walker with a half shirt on before he put his pads on <laughs> and saw that dude. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. My viewpoint is different than, than whatever. But, you know, I got caught up in that after the game, and I agreed with Vince, and then I started saying, is he the best or the most valuable player that's ever played at Kentucky? You – most valuable. It's hard to make a difference otherwise. I, I, well, if you're just looking at value, when Terry goes down and Sawyer's a little flaky with his injury situation, if we're saying how valuable is Lynn, if he's just not on that team, Kentucky doesn't win again. We're 2-10. and ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you want to talk about just value. That's what I'm saying, man. That's a valuable player. Yeah. I mean, hell, even like Vandy and Arkansas. Like, how do you win those games yeah. if you don't have Lynn Bowden? So – most valuable player, we can we can give him MVP, and it's not just us being caught up in the moment. Yeah. Even yeah. though it was one hell of a moment, and hopefully everybody appreciated it. Because just as, like, the absurdity of what happened. And I know a lot of, like, well, Randall Cobb did a little bit of both. But Randall Cobb also had Mike Hartline. And, was Andre his quarterback, too, for a no. little bit? No. No. Um, Hartline. Uh, he was the quarterback in his, in his Morgan first Morgan Newton. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but still, though, he had, like – some other folks that like he didn't have to do everything. Lynn literally did everything, and he he broke records in eight games. <laughs> well, like you know, and I hate keep referencing that post, but I mean, I, I I really try to break it down to start the game-winning drive. The receiver turned quarterback with 34 carries for 233 yards, two touchdowns, and a touchdown pass to win the game. Was back as a punt returner yeah. the last oh, time yeah. Virginia, <laughs> Virginia Tech punted to Kentucky. Yeah. So he's like, draft, I, I don't care. Give me the ball. Ooh, Drew, are you ready for the segment? I've got a segment for oh, us. You brought us. I'm ready I for brought a segment. segment for This is brought to you by the XFL Renegades. Oh. Yeah. Who, who called me today. Really? I have a voicemail from the Renegades. Oh, good. Should we call them on the air? Yeah, let's are give them a call. you going to play for them? I'm trying. You it, said to your fifth grade film, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> and then they saw my ears. They're like, we don't have helmets. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if, if we had a helmet we could put on your head, we'd try it out. Austin's wearing number eight, too, and it just throws me off. Why was he kicking from the sideline? I don't, I do, I don't Is know. Is that a new rule? I don't know, but oh, it, was, it was awesome. Crazy. I love their rules. Did you read the rule book? The double forward pass behind the line of scrimmage? There's uh, The overtime is awesome. No, no kickers allowed in the overtime. Yeah. It's like sorry, which is kind of devaluing Austin because if there's one thing Austin has better than anybody, it's ice in his veins. Yeah, All but right. think about this. How is there going to be many overtimes when after you score a touchdown, you choose your own adventure? The scores two. are going to be so all over the place. Like, gambling on XFL is going to be impossible. Imagine so the – you go for two, three, or – One, two, or three. Yeah. Okay. And you can't so kick So, tying either. is going to be much more rare when you're getting seven, 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 seven. Yeah. Because every team probably going to have a different strategy for yeah. what they want to do. Um, That's going to be fun, though. Yeah, for those that don't know they're listening, I guess we didn't explain it. In the XFL, once you score a touchdown, you pick. You can take it at the one-yard line for one point – was it five yard line for two, ten yard line for three? Yeah, and you can't kick. You got to. Yeah, and you that's after score every score. touchdown. Wow. The overtime, if they do get to overtime, 
It's shootout style from the two. Is that right? I think two-yard line. Two or it, five. And they just go back and forth. You actually yeah. stand on each side of the field. Yeah. And so one team, they run a play on one side. Then you go to the other end. So it's like, all right, they got a point. The other team gets a point. And you go basically until somebody messes up. Well, it's exactly what soccer does, except instead of one guy kicking at a goalie, you have your whole offense <laughs> yeah. up there. And you just you just stand on that side and go back and forth until someone's That's won. Just it's wild. I it's stepped wild. all over your segment, though. Was that your segment? L- well, how awesome is the XFL? <laughs> uh, my, yes, that that was part of my segment, but also they got Bedette there, so that's cool too. Go, go Renegades! That visor was awesome. That starts uh, February eighth, week after the Super Bowl, yeah. and the Renegades play on that Sunday on ESPN. They got the primetime Sunday night ESPN. My segment was uh, Drew. Can you count how many times Kentucky's won eight football games in your lifetime? Uh. Or no, the segment's called "Count How Many Times Kentucky's Won Eight Games in Your Life." And we're counting bowl games or count, regular. We're, we're going to count bowl games too. Three. So for guy born in 1991, there. Wait, was wait, I'm I'm sorry, I said three. I, I'm not even counting this year and last. I know two before these last two years. So w- one is 2019, two 2018. Three, Andre Woodson, yeah. 2007. They were 7-5. and five and beat four. So that's that's another eight. And that's it. I thought there was one more. Oh, no, Claiborne went down in three. I was born in 91. Oh, in your lifetime. Yeah. Okay. So in your lifetime. So what year I, were you born? 85. Was 85 the I think I, I think I had one more. I think you have one I more. I believe I've done this exercise on my own. So I think you have four. Freddie, you would get. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> five. <laughs> you would get. I would get, the, I would get the 10 in one season in 77. Okay. So, and then the two Claiborne years, there were eight win t- seasons, right? Eight or nine, yeah. So, that's six. Yeah. We've had them in back-to-back years. The thing that differentiates my span and yours is it was, it was 10 games, it was 11 games, it was 12 games. Yeah, yeah. So A little bit different. Yeah. But still, good to be in eight-win territory. It's good to be here. We've talked about a lot of players during this podcast. We've not mentioned one that I think is a candidate for the all, for the most valuable player of the game. Most valuable player, Glenn Bowden, hands right. down. Yeah, we we did. We mentioned Josh Ali. We mentioned Cash Daniel. We I, I know who you're going to say. Matt Ruffalo. Yep. Oh, I guess. <laughs> four, four for four PATs. Ooh. Hit the 40-yard field goal. That field goal. He banned that thing. With Kentucky's history this year of being one of the worst kicking teams in America, for him to do that in a pressure situation – Good on you. I hope you get a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Right? That was awesome. Dale, he hey, that Ruffalo, Ruffolo, whatever you say his name. Spicy Italian meatball. Love yeah. that kid. Great, his, very his smart name, his kid. Name's Italian meatball. Academic All-American. Mm-hmm. Great kid. And then Josh Ali's catch. True. Those are some key moments of the game. Yeah. That, you know, you don't make any of those four or five plays. We're well, not talking about a win in, in Charlotte. If you listen to the KSR pregame show, you knew what Josh Ali was going to do since that was my big prediction in oh. the show. I picked Ali as my MVP with Lynn Bowden still on the table. They mocked me, and I said, Ali with a big touchdown, just wait. <laughs> so, I mean, really you didn't have to watch the game. I had uh, – you all had me on for one segment. And I had my notes put up. And I was just winging it because we we were leaving the You're second there. I got off, right? Yeah. You know what my – I said my score was 29 to 20. And then I looked back at my notes. You know what I predicted? 37-30. 38 to 30, Kentucky. 
<laughs> Which, if, if they get an extra point, attempt at the end. 38 to 30, <laughs> Kentucky. And I'm never right on those things. I'm always wrong. So, I'm not saying, yeah, hey, look right. at me. I mean, that, that, that's just – but in bowl games, you usually score more points than you do during the season. But you know what? That streak's still alive. The 30 or less streak yeah. lives another day. And even though Fuente had a good game, they had kind of Kentucky's mm-hmm. defense on their heels. They really spread them out. Kentucky got stops when they needed them. They got a stop before half when Virginia Tech could have got some cheap points. They forced a field goal in a short field after the A.J. Rose fumble. And they got a quick three and out to give Kentucky's offense plenty of time to go down and cap off with a game-winning drive. Let me throw some numbers at you guys. Because I myself, after the game, I was thinking, man, Fuente, they dialed up some. Man, their offense was good. They kept Kentucky off balance. Went tempo. They spread them out. They did exactly what they needed to do. 110 passing yards. That's all they got. It's not a lot. 329 total yards. That's it. Whew. But it felt like they had 529. It, 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 it felt did. like a lot more. And they scored quick, too, with those mm-hmm. big runs. 6.6 yards per carry was the most that a team has yeah. gotten on Kentucky. Well, that was year. McLeese. I mean, what do you have? 126 yards off 11 carries. So, after that game, it, Kentucky's average, they finished the season giving up 167.8 yards per game. Only two teams allow less all year, Ohio State, Clemson. Rushing? Passing. Passing. Yeah. Incredible. Those Absolutely two teams finished out all right in the playoff. Yeah, okay. Uh, my question for you, Drew Franklin, I got another question for Drew. Is it good mojo that today is the anniversary of the Music City Miracle? It's great mojo. Hi. How is your, your confidence going into – First of all, let me Lamar state Jackson. that uh, my old ringtone used to be the radio call of the Music City Miracle. It's like a minute and a half long, and if you call me, a lot of times I would just not answer because I wanted to hear it go through. I have it memorized. I could do it right now if you wanted. Watched it all day today. I'm very concerned about Lamar, as any human being with a brain should be. Lamar yeah, is great. incredible. Great. I know I like to make fun of the fumble, but Lamar is terrorizing the NFL. He's going to be the MVP easily. I'm pretty worried about the game. But beating the Patriots, it's like house money now. Were the th- a month ago, did I think the Titans were even going to be in the playoffs? Heck no. So the fact that we ended the dynasty, sent Tom Brady home with a stupid video about killing season, <laughs> whatever happens Saturday, I can smile knowing the Titans finish strong and have a bright future ahead. But I will say, if they pull off the upset, I'm going to be a problem. There better not be any cameras around me. Are you go- will you go – to the AFC Championship game. Yes. All right. That's already done. So you're going to I already got a flight saved, not purchased, but I found one from Des Moines to Miami, Florida. So How much do you think that costs? 1500 bucks. $120 direct flight, Des Moines. What? No, what? excuse me. It has uh, changed planes in like Charlotte. But still, though. Like $120. Wow. What? I'm thinking, should I just buy it now? But with your connections? Just call Madhouse if it's the Chiefs. Okay. Or call Lonnie Johnson if it's the Texans. No, no, I'm talking about – I've skipped forward. This is – Oh, you're going to Miami? Gonna be, oh. We're going to be in Iowa with the radio show the Super Bowl weekend. Okay. But I said, if the Titans are in it, oh, I'm leaving you oh. all flying to Miami, and there's a $120 flight from Des Moines to Miami. You won't be able to get a hotel for cheaper than that flight. We are crashing on couches. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to sleep on South Beach. I love your two tackles. Taylor Dewan and Jack Conner. Oh, they're just telling me my tackles. It's yes. Good textbook form. Yes. Derrick Henry is not human. Listen to this. We're, I'm sitting over here at KS Bar watching the television, and a friend of mine says, 
I like my Derrick Henry bet, and I intentionally didn't look at Titans bet. I'm too emotionally invested to be getting crazy betting on Titans, so I didn't really look at stuff. The over-under on Derrick Henry yards in that game was 84. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why didn't you te- tell me? <laughs> My goodness. He had that in the first quarter, didn't he? He really did. He, he, no, he did hit it before halftime. Yeah. I think it was the second quarter. That was as bad as the Limboda that, 94 over yeah, under yards. That was, that was the dumbest. But I was mad. Everybody at the table had it but me. He's like, you all didn't think to tell me? Like, yeah, well, thanks, you thought guys. you knew. But, yeah, he, he's a stud. Okay, so scenario, Freddie. Yeah. If Lamar Jackson yeah. fumbles the football and the Titans pick it up and score and win the game, will we see Drew Franklin? Ever again. No. Yeah. I, I think a hole will open in the sky and just suck me up, and that was <laughs> like – that was it. I saw all I It's needed. like the Thanos snap. Like, yeah. Uh, look, look, I'll just – No, he'll, I'll, he'll I'll be just evaporate. For, for eternity, he's gone. Yep. And I'll be happy. <laughs> Y'all take care of my fiance. Sorry I didn't get to marry her. But if Lamar fumbles on Saturday to lose the game, that's all. That's it for I'm, me. I, you know what? I'm really worried about the insurers of KS Bar and Grill. <laughs> my, my I had a couple close calls policy. on Saturday. I, I think I owe a couple uh, of our staffers an no, apology. Nothing against your Titans because I like them too, and I you like did. the two tackles. You sent me a very positive message when I, I was pacing. I told, I told you to relax. Sweating. I knew that was going to happen. I even showed people. It was like Freddie told me to relax. That yeah. makes me feel better. <laughs> they're, 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 I, I just. I felt that the the Patriots had jumped the shark. I really have. Before that game, yeah, I see you know you and see. And you it. think Ryan Tannehill's better than Brady? Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Save that, Nick. <laughs> but I have caught up with everybody else in the city that Louisville, that Nick Roush lives in. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Lamar fan, man. He's awesome. I love watching. <laughs> that I think kid most play. UK fans. Would I agree. love watching that guy well, play. And it, it makes it like it's totally cool that we're big Lamar fans because beat him. So like it's like hey, you got the one win that was awesome. Now, just watching him, I don't know how he does the thing he does. Either. And the the only thing that would, like, why I would be kind of confident if I was Drew Franklin, you got all these old fogies that are following, like Brady, Breeze, they go down. Your your staples are going down. It makes me feel like there's going to be a weird team that wins the Super Bowl, like a six seed that could get hot. Oh, don't start putting thoughts in my head. <laughs> but that that's going to be kind of – I just hope that wild card weekend was crazy. I hope we get a great weekend this weekend with more division, great divisional games and then a national championship on Monday where I really think it could be close for a little while, but I want Joe Burrow to score 70, 85 oh, yeah, points. That, yeah, LSU. Monday, yeah. Is that game at the Superdome? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. It's minus five and a half. Yeah. Who's favorite? LSU. LSU. Which, that's in a enough. home game? Yeah. In the Superdome? What, what? Being in New Orleans Clemson's this beaten, weekend, can I just – Clemson's beaten one team that's ranked. That's Ohio State, right? Yeah. So they Well, they, they had a pretty impressive overtime win over North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. They did beat Boston College a couple times. Yeah, a couple of Boston <laughs> Colleges. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They got every break imaginable in yeah. that Ohio State game, and that's putting it nicely. Mm-hmm. I don't know who wins. I, I really don't. I think I can't wait to watch. I like. I'd like to see LSU win, obviously, because uh, I do like the Burrow story. Mm-hmm. I love Coach O. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be fun. Uh, I'm. I'm go Tigers yeah. all the way around. I'm a big Isaiah. Isaiah, uh, golly. I can see his face. Number eleven for Clemson, the the big the, the big linebacker safety. Oh, yeah, Isaiah Simmons. Simmons, there man, that go. guy's got a game. He can play outside linebacker, play 
goes back, plays I just, safety. I just really hate Trevor Lawrence now. Like that last <laughs> game, it made me just hate him. He's got the pretty hair. He never <laughs> loses. And it, what really makes me mad, he's so fast. He's not. No, you should not be able to be that fast with that good of an arm, that good looking. The fast thing really makes me mad. And he's I thought six he, five. Yeah, two forty. You're that big. You should not be able to run downfield like that. Like it just, it defies logic. So I'm all Joe Burrow. <laughs> Go Tigers. Go yeah, Tigers. I'm, I'm really hoping the Tigers get a win. I'm really happy we did this. Really happy we got to talk Belk Bowl. I'm going to go home and watch all this stuff Freddie taught me at the beginning of our show. Yeah. i got to watch these guys chasing tight ends while Lynn Bowden's running down the field. It'll blow your mind. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. If you're listening to this and, and watch it again and I'm wrong, I'll eat that. I'll take that. I'm you're, you're probably just too stunned to even realize. <laughs> I mean, I, my jaw was on the floor, man. Yeah, well, because there's nobody respects Bud Foster as much as I do. Dude's from Somerset. He has been. He is a legend and a great, great football coach. I just thought it was odd with all that man-to-man coverage with a team that's completed what five passes in three weeks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it may be a lot of times when you play man-to-man, you're blitzing. They didn't blitz. It was just <laughs> what? Oh my God. Maybe, I don't know. Hey, happy he did it though. Love to see it. Eddie yeah. Graham playing chess, man. Oh man, this has been fun, folks. We'll get we'll do this sometime soon. Why don't you bring if we don't hat? lose Drew? I couldn't, I couldn't grab enough. My hands were full. My head's too big, way too big for that hat. Uh, Mine too. I can't wear hats. Hey, I, I have to. No hair. <laughs> Got to do something. Yeah, Freddie's looking at it. He's yeah. like, yeah, he's running nothing up there. You wear the all bald, all bald well. Yeah. No thing is my got my head got fatter over the holidays, so gotta knock that down. Yeah. Those fitted hats that I used to wear in college. Ugh. A little too tight. A little tight. <laughs> Welcome to getting old. Oh, man. It's getting fun. Anything else? Go Titans. Go Titans. Tighten up. Tighten Go up. Wesley Woodyard. I was going to wear – I wore my Wesley Woodyard jersey like three days in a row. I couldn't do it again. So, saving it for this weekend. It's a great video. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. Such he a made good some big plays, man. too. Yeah. Great ambassador for the program. It's amazing that guy's still cashing NFL checks, too. Wow. He's been doing and it for him well. 12 yeah. years. And he took an offside. That, that goal line stand that determined the game, Wesley True. Woodard right in the middle of it. Man. You know what? If he decides, if the Titans win the Super Bowl and he hangs it up, I know you've got a Brad White and a John Summerall and they're coaching linebackers, but to, yeah, Wesley, just come on back. And if Super you're Bowl ahead, champion, Wesley Woodard. If, you're, if the Titans are ahead at halftime, no snapping your jerseys. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what in the, I've seen that tweeted 100 times. What does that mean? Georgia last did night, some, what does a snap a jersey? Did they like night, show their Georgia was up six oh. at halftime. They're to their fans, you know, showing off the Georgia on their oh. shirt. Okay. They they were for real celebrating like they won the game. It was really bizarre to watch. If those were two teams, I didn't even know, and I just had that game on as background noise. I'd look up and think, why are they doing this? Like this isn't the Kentucky fan in me. It, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't watch that game. Uh, I spent about twenty minutes on each play during that drive segment. <laughs> At least. I'm excited to see And it this. was during that, and then I looked at my phone. It was like Georgia's snapping jerseys, and they're celebrating at halftime. You were in your zone. Plug it one more time. Well, plug what? Your, your Last 550. 550 posts, Freddie Maggard. It's like the college football 150. I can't believe I've written 550 posts. I don't even want to look at how many I've written. How many have you written, Drew? The, I don't know. What, 10 the, years? What's yeah. 10 times 10 million? It's a lot. 
It's been a lot. Plenty more to write, though, because football is – the off season's even fun now. Plenty more podcasts to talk about, and that's what's fun, too. You get a win. We get, we get to be juiced up for an entire offseason. Where's media days this year? Atlanta. Back to Atlanta. <laughs> I could hear Crap. the disgust. I'll go with you all this year. You need a third person. This It's gotten too big, this Kentucky football phenomenon. We'll just, you know what? We'll it'll be the KSR media day. It'll just, it'll just be us and Mark Stoops hanging out. Have in Savannah. Why not Savannah? Why we got to go to Atlanta? Hawaii. Yes. College Football Hall of Fame. You'd like that. No, I wouldn't. Lexington. That's where football is happening in the SEC right. these days. The epicenter of football. I liked Hoover. Couldn't tell. Loved Hoover. This I reminds me of the old days where we couldn't end the podcast. No, I know. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to hey, uh, yeah, Drew, you ate a lot of those green beans, buddy. I had, four of them. I had three or four green beans. I actually, <laughs> just, I actually just texted Abby and got her blizzard order. I'm going to pick up a couple of those on the way home. <laughs> I had my green beans. I earned a blizzard. Oh. Jim went out and bought three of those uh, <laughs> I love uh, it. carb-free ice creams. Or something. Uh, yeah. So I was knee-deep in my 20 minutes of play by 11 o'clock. I, was like, I looked around. Everybody's asleep. Grabbed one of those. I ate half of it. <laughs> like, it's carb-free and it going to hurt me, you know, at midnight. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I ate half of a jug of it. <laughs> it's good, though. Gets oh, the job man. done. Yeah. All right. Go Cats. Well, boys. Right. Yeah, this has been fun. Yeah, we'll just clap oh, it out. I yeah. realized the restaurant's yeah. Woo, yeah. Oh, thank you, everyone. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you all for listening. Go Cats. <laughs> Go Kroger. The peep, the technique.